Welcome back, guys. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Black Nerd Fridays. I'm your host, Ren, a.k.a. Black Beauty Nerd, a.k.a. Mystery Fine. And I definitely got my lovely co-host slash my brother slash the podcast king slash D Neil slash Beer Talk Now. What's what up? On? What up? Same old, same old. We in the building, man. We ready, man. We're going to talk about something great, man. You already oh, know. Yeah. You already know how we do, definitely. Well, as we always do, you know, we like our anime. We like all that good stuff, the sci-fi. We love the movies. But we talk about beer, too. You know we love that. So, D, what oh, you man. sipping on tonight? Oh, man, you know what I got, man. Shout out to East Brother Brewing Company because I had a nice meeting. Something coming soon. February 20th is going down, East Brother. You will know shortly. And I'm drinking that good old Imperial Stout, okay? It's 10.5% ABV Stout. Can't wait. I've had it multiple times. I had it last uh, the week before last or last week. So I got the 64 ounce. So you know it's going down. I'm probably not gonna drink all of it. Still gotta share some with the team, but I'm gonna pull up. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know how you do. I already know. <laughs> Definitely know. Well, you, this is what I'm sipping on today. Yeah, listen, first up before I tell you what I'm sipping on. That's a Russian imperial. That means no adjuncts, none of the nonsense, just straight up stout. Straight up. You know what I mean? 10 yeah. five. Okay. Shout well, out. Since we talk about what we're talking about today, I figured I'd go with a theme, right? So, you know, you got Piltover. We're talking about uh, the top siders in the Undercity. So, this right here is from Mortalis. This is as above, so below. So, the can artwork on here is crazy. This is a stout brewed with coffee, 10% ABV. Shout out to High ABV uh, Life. Shout out to Brick Terranian Beer Hut. I see you. You already know what it is. You already know the vibes. But we're going to get into what we're talking about today. And we don't have a other lovely co-host, but it's all good. We rock out. So this is what we Sons, got. where you at? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> we got Arcane League of Legends. Hmm. Is control and power worth it? So, you know, as we always do, as we yes, try it, we talk about your good, <laughs> your bad, and your ugly. So let's get into that. So, D, what's your, your good? Come on, on man. This right is, here? man, I, didn't, I said it before. I'll say it again. This is hands down the best 3D animated uh, series, I guess, if you want to call it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a series. 3D animated series. Uh, they did great with the the emotions on the face. They did great with the movements. I mean, they did a whole bunch of things that made you be like, man, this is crazy. On top of that, the world and how they have it, at least within this city, is just is just amazing, hands down. And man, it's just, to me, uh, um, it, was, it didn't try to go above and beyond. It didn't try to go super extravagant. It was a very simple storyline. Uh, in that storyline, it's not even overly complex. Uh, you probably will get complex in season two as you start to learn more of the history, uh, and especially when it ties in with magic and how all that happened. But all in all, man, this show, hands down, I just got to say the artwork, the, the the graphics, all that, man. 3D animation. If they do it continually like this, it's here to stay. That's a mm, fact. I like that. Very well said. And I must agree with you if I must say so myself, because as you stated, the animation the um, emotions in that animation. I've never seen nothing like that before, specifically when you talk about 3D. Like, you know, it's normally kind of tone deaf looking yep. when he's doing it. Yep. And it was on point. The music was crazy. The That's... intro music, um, even some of the music during the episodes you had, I heard Pusha T on there. Yep. I mean, you already know what it is. I heard him on there. I heard a couple other P 
people on there, man. But it was a great, great show. The storyline was excellent. Um, and it just was a well put together show. And I don't know if they're going to create more than just two seasons because we already know based upon the ending, it's going to be another joint coming, right? Facts. But I don't know if they're going to create two seasons. And if they do, I would love to see it. That's how good the show was. It just had a lot going on, even with the character development, some of the uh, the internal conflicts that the characters were going through, some of the, the growth, some of the changes that happened in there. And it just was extremely, extremely interesting. And I want to see more of this. It was it was dope, man. This is probably one of my favorite series I've seen of 2021, specifically when you talk about Netflix. Come so, on, man. Take, we, let's not even say Netflix, though. I mean, I'm not even going to try to act like it's tooting their own horn or, or put too much on it. If you watch this series, it is definitely by far for Netflix. It, it, it didn't it didn't they didn't go over, man. Whoever did this, whoever directed it, uh, if they stay with the people who created League of Legends like this is this makes you want to be like, what is the game like? And they definitely gonna have to up the game to make it a uh, um, open world RPG type situation uh, and had it set up, man. Like they putting themselves in a win position. That's all I got to say. That's a fact, man. And with all these good things we're talking about, cheers, bro. With all this good stuff we're talking about, do you have any bad? Oh, you know I do, man. Come on. Okay, okay. Let's, nah. get let's get to it. Let's get to it. I wouldn't say it's a whole lot of bad. I just, I really wanted um, a little bit more of like the backstory. And I know that's always in any show or movie or whatever it is, any series, they always set up to like to do like a flashback. Um, but I really wanted to understand this whole breakdown of this of this city and how it got separated between um, the have and the have nots. But but even even deeper than that, it was just like what what happened where because even uh, one of the comments and I'm not want to do a full spoiler, but it's been out for a long time uh, as, far <laughs> as, as far as in this social media age that yeah. just to have where everybody was actually they were all one people like even though they were all different uh different races and ethnicities and what have you they all came together under one common ground and and you get a flashback of what may have happened to make them separate but i just wanted more backstory because there's a lot of characters who definitely left that i would love would have stayed or maybe just had a little bit more of their history before they had to exit but um that's that's mm. the only thing on my bad well I actually don't have any bad at all, which is crazy, right? Like, I, to me personally, it was just so well put together. I didn't have any bad, but I do have some ugly. It ain't too crazy, but we ain't gonna get there. I'm gonna let you get your ugly in, but I don't have any bad. I'm just gonna keep it a hundred. I have no, you got bad. no bad. Oh man, that's good. My ugly, None. man. I, my ugly is just the um, man. The stupidity of the, some of the characters, man. Like, uh, like I mean, it was Jan, Jace, Jance, whatever his name Jace, is. Yeah, the engineer. Shout out to him. Like, I mean, his his. His uh, intentions at first were good, but he really just did not. He, he got he got a, he got um he got elitist man. He got into yeah. something that he ain't never had the power to the people to influence more so, and then it turned into him not using his brain and forgetting that hey man, you just one cast or one level away from being like the people in the slums. Uh, you right. just and he and and it wasn't just him. It was even uh, the ambassador Mel. Um, it was like this this idea, like all of them, even uh, the guys in the start with an H, uh, and I forgot his name. Herm, Excuse Herman the kids Dinger. in the background. Like they literally, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, hey kids, no, hey, you good. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and they, lit <laughs> they literally, they literally just really, or like oblivious to this other side of the city. And it was just kind of like, 
how are you having these conversations about not using magic and what it could have done and what it could do and how you can't use certain machinery because people are going to use it to their abuse, but you, you're not even paying attention that you got people in the slums as like literally dying <laughs> or just highly using drugs or any of these things like that. And it just really, to me, just kind of showcase how society is now. And it was just a great, it was a great thing, but it was my ugly just because I was like, it was so much hypocrisy to what they were attempting to do. It was like, we're academia. We can be better than that. We can do these things and people abuse things, but it's like, but you're abusing the same people you're talking about is going to abuse it. And you're abusing the workers and the miners and stuff like that mm. in, this, in this show. Like, and you don't even see those workers and miners actually until towards the end of the series when they're doing something for one of the main antagonists. So you don't know what they're doing. And again, it's back to that whole worker bee uh, uh, mentality and that's enslavement mentality that society has and it just really showed itself. So that was really my ugly. Shout out to Dr. Carr because I already know where you're going with that. You already know. I already know. In class of Carr, you know what I'm saying? Every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you ain't watched it, you need to watch. You got to check it out. Mm. But um, I'm not too far off with you as far as that aspect, but I'll say this is my ugly. Victor, which is one of the co-engineers um, slash scientists and creators on the project uh, of Hex Tech, excuse me, Hex Core, he was um, kind of zoned out on something and he missed the opportunity, which later in turn ended up to someone uh, having something bad happen to them. And I really did not appreciate that because they show a lot of human connection in this whole series just overall. But the fact that you allowed yourself to be so in into your work that you missed something so beautiful, whether it be physically or just a spirit that you let get taken away because you lost yourself in his work so bad. So I was disappointed with that heavily, man. I'm talking you're disappointed in Victor out of all yeah. the people. That's what you're disappointed with. I'm disappointed in him. Like it's more, but he, he <laughs> it just pissed me off. And it's specifically because the person I'm talking about is the is the assistant, the, the lab assistant. Okay. Yeah, so I, I didn't like that. I was gonna be honest, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I actually I actually like Victor and uh and and singed with the ED. You know what I mean? That was kind of one of my I just like where they came from, especially Sing, because Sing was just diabolically, and I wish Suds was on because you know I love talking about scientists, man. And how it's like you gotta have that borderline of uh ethics versus like progression. And, and he think, didn't and I think Sing I I think he he had it as far as like we're gonna progress because someone's gonna always block you or tell you it's no good and what he said to victor in that instance and even though it may have been victor may have taken it to your point in a way of like because he wanted to he wanted to find a way to be what he was not, to be whole and uh he took that that conversation and really spun it in his head so where it made sense to what he was trying to do even though to your point he did feel it was wrong to some shape way or point but think about this aspect of it and this is good. We can be, we can have a conversation. Let's think about this aspect right here. You remember what happened with him when he was little and he had that the, the scientist guy with the uh, mutation, the little lizard, which was big and all that. The guy told him the mutation must live on. So let's just take that in perspective and say here he is. I don't know, 20 years later, 15 years later, somewhere around that time frame. And he's lost himself with this quote unquote mutation, which was that gem that they had and the ability to manipulate what he needed to manipulate. So I feel like he lost himself in that based upon that experience as a child. Like hmm. there's a lot of things that happened in there and he was poor. He was from the undercity. So yep. He understood the worst of the worst, but I felt like he lost himself in trying to be better physically as well as trying to um, 
get on the same level as that upper echelon society. So that's how I felt like he messed up specifically with the sister when, you know, he, he lost out on that. So I don't want to get too deep. I don't want to have no spoilers. That's why I said that's my ugly. Spoiler <laughs> alert. No, <I'm> just <laughs> Shout out to Suds. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Suds. All right. So did technology really help the people of Piltover? Or top side. I'll say top side. No. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> I guess I got to word that better. I mean, the people, uh, the top siders, like technology helped them advance to what it was that they, they wanted to do. But they didn't give any. So, yes, I'm going to say yes. Let me get, get my words right. Yes, that technology helped them, but that was it. And it was like, but it, and even the technology that could have helped everybody, they didn't want that. They want that control. You know what I mean? They wanted to have that, that had that moat. So I don't know, maybe in, in technology to a point enslave them because they were so used to having it and being the best. But I don't know. In my opinion, I feel like it did not. Again, we talking about let's just put ourselves in society in general, like right now with the way that they were doing what they did with the technology where, you know, he was able to transport from here to there just like that whatever that little machine was that allowed them to teleport with the um zeppelin and stuff like that i feel like the rich were able to do what they had to do and with that being said anybody who's less fortunate wasn't able to take advantage of this technology so of course the people who were less fortunate but still were regular citizens of the you know top siders and stuff like that they didn't get these benefits that the upper echelon, the uh, creme de la creme of, of society, the bourgeoisie, if you will. Um, they didn't get those benefits that everybody else had. So, you know, the technology only helped those who had money or who are already in a better social status in life. So I, I in my personal opinion, I was like, nah, that didn't do much. It did in general for society, but the people who had control and had the money were the ones who were taking advantage and actually using it because everybody else was kind of you know, whatever, in my opinion, based upon but, what we've seen. But, yeah, but Piltover, I thought Piltover was topsided. I thought that's where all the wealthy people were staying, if I'm not mistaken. Or my point exactly, but thinking about the commoners that lived there, too. Oh, yeah, Everybody but, wasn't wasn't like that. Oh, you mean Piltover as a whole, as a society as a whole, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah, both. Exactly. We can even use the Undercity as a reference. You can use yeah. the Undercity or topsiders. They, the, the people that were above, you still had common folk, too, that lived with them, right? So you think that they got the same advantages that Jace had, or I can't remember the sister that was on the council, or even Hermerdinger. Just those yeah, people Hermerdinger. in general had a better status in life. The what's her name? Um, Caitlin. Sorry Caitlin. To... Yes. Yeah. Caitlin had a very good social status in life. So technology, of course, is going to help her, but everybody else, nah, you might not get that same favor. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. No, I got you. So with that, we're going to get on to this next one. What parallels to our society did you see in this series? Oh man, you know, I already said it before, just that rich versus poor. And I mean, just for the audience, like you have topsiders and you got the slums. <laughs> and I don't get the exact the exact name, but the slums is really like where all of the waste from what uh what was produced at the top side is it's mm -hmm. kind of like I'm trying to think of that show, that cartoon where it was like um the oblongs, that's what it was. That's how that's what it, you know, that's <laughs> what where you got the people on the hill and they nice and living life, and then the oblongs live in the and uh, they don't even live in yeah in the valley, I guess you call it. But it's like mm -hmm. they're getting all the radioactive waste that happened from the people on the hill. That's exactly what in the society for arcane was set up. Like you had you had literally um, animals or, or or beasts that again were morphed because of different toxins that were spilt over into the waterways. And like the water wasn't even helping. Even so, and even the soldiers wore masks that 
uh, that filtrated the air when they went down to the slum. So it was, I mean, the parallel is just, is, is very simple. It's not hard to see. Uh, I know a lot of people were just like, oh, here we go again, uh, as far as like always comparing society and these things, but it really does show that aspect. And when you had a chance, and I don't want to spoil, you know, I won't say any characters' names, but when you had a chance to develop and really help out the people who really made your society tick, you, you didn't do it. I mean, mm-hmm. so it was, and it, and it was crazy. So I just, I'll leave it at that. And, but this is why I said this is perfect going off the question I said earlier. So I'll give an example. There was a book I read and I can't remember the name of it. Um, I had to do it like a kind of a report in my, um, uh, there's a, co- a class I had in college. I can't think of the class. It was economic something. Long story short, there was a story about these people that lived, poor people specifically, that lived in the Bronx. Mm. And they lived by, in the manufacturing areas, they lived over by these places that produce, whether it be plastic or whatever, they produce a lot of industrial stuff. And these people were inhaling the fumes, the toxins, they lived by the waste, it was in their water, all that sort of stuff. And when I watched this series, it reminded me of that. And they were, in this book that I read, it specifically followed the girl um and the girl they kind of show the transition of how she grew up from a child up to an adult but the the issues that she had health wise mentally um and a lack of resources that she was able to access because of this so when i looked at this show it just made me think about that and that was real life like this story i'm talking about was real life i can't i'm sad i'm drawing a blank on this book but it was real life and i had to do a report on it but as i said when i watched this series it made you think of that when you think of just you know the rich or the the well-to-do in society that one percent or even i'll even just go with the wealthy in general being able to control and, and live the way they live but everybody else gets the crumbs and in this case you have just that real real bad uh cast or, or huge gap between the poor and the rich so it was pretty bad in there and i was able to see that pretty much immediately so what made me ask the question who who are the writers of this show and what did they go through personally? So that's what I looked at when I seen the parallels of it. I just looked at history, man. Yeah, fact. That's a fact. <laughs> I just that's all that's all you need, man. We we're not even that complicated um, <laughs> as a species, though. We think we are, but yeah, we that's really a fact. <laughs> so what were your thoughts of Hextech and the council? Man, Hextech, I thought it was amazing. I think the to take magic, um, and spoiler alert, I mean, I, I don't know if that's you got to understand the concept. No, it ain't no spoiler. Okay, cool. So Hextech, you got to you, you literally condense um, the stones and, and the things that they use for magic. And you and you literally put that into a mechanical device that allows you to utilize that and power it up to where you don't need to have like uh, electricity. And I thought that was amazing for Hextech. I understand the council. The thing about the hypocrisy that I talk about with the council, at least the. Uh, what's his name? Start with H again. I always forget it. Herman Dinger. Yeah, Herman Dinger. <laughs> Herman Dinger. <laughs> and I think I think it's, he got a first name, but I think Herman Dinger is like Professor Herman Dinger. That's is the last, last name. name or something. Yeah. But with him, I understood where he was coming from, but also that it was out of trauma. And then the second thing is that it was also out, even though he didn't make it seem that way, which he started to realize towards the end of the series. So I really highly want y'all to watch that with uh, with the conversation he had with Echo a little mm. bit. Is that he really started to realize that he 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 was elitist, and and that elitism took away because the people in the mines that was working their butts off, getting hurt, um, and things like that nature, they didn't have no health care. 
None of Facts. those things. So like a lot of this technology could have helped. And yeah, it wasn't perfect because hum, Humdinger, if I pronounce his name correctly, was looking at it. <laughs> uh, him, Humdinger, whatever, was looking at it. HD, from the, scroll HD. Yeah, HD, that's, that's what I'm just going. HD, <laughs> the uh, the mouse looking uh, raccoon like dude. But uh, <laughs> I mean, whatever. He was like a mixture or something, like a pot. I don't know what he was, but uh, a fur ball. That's what it's called. But um, yeah. no, I really think he um, he just missed the point right there. And I, and I understood what he didn't want to happen. Because again, he wasn't uh, human, and he saw how humanity was, and he he attempted to he attempted to to course correct humanity's ambitions. What reality was, you can't do that. <laughs> it's like no matter how you try, and mm. this thing could have helped people. And yes, they may have started using it as a weapon, but there were so many weapons being used as you get on later in the series, where you start learning about uh, Ambassador Mel, or we call her Mel, Mel's mom. And that whole situation and how that and that flashback was one of the realest. I loved it. I love that flashback. That was one of the realest things. And both her and Mel were right. Mel's Mel and Mel's mom were right in that. But to continue with this question, like the council really was just being and it wasn't just it was only Professor HD uh, Herndinger. It was only him that was really pushing to not bring out um, uh, Hextech to that level because he just really feared it. But the funny thing is, is that Hextech was still being used for the upper echelon people to your point about like the teleportation and all that. So it was just hilarious to me of the hypocrisy and like not wanting to really help people because he understood that the people that's it's like right now in society, the poor people never get heard until they revolt. And then everybody's like, oh, we're all we're all we, we never have common ground anymore. No, we never did. And then the people who got just tired and fed up with it, once they go to arm. Then it's, then, it's, then, it's, then it's a war. Point blank period. Facts. I agree with you. Uh, Hextech, I thought, was a great um, invention and resource as far as technology-wise. And given the right um, leadership, they could have done a lot more with it. As far as the council, excuse me, the council was great, right? But they had a limitation because you have to remember Hermdinger was someone who lived, we don't know how old he was, but he Five, I think he was like 500 or something. He was, he was yeah. very old. Yeah. He was old, so he had a way longer lifespan than humans, so he's yes. seen the worst of the worst and some better times as well. Mm -hmm. But you have him who's kind of like the balance on there, and then you have the rest of the people, like the sister who had all the moving mechanical parts. Yeah, with the ball head. I forgot her name. I'm about to look yeah, her up. Yeah, I have Go no ahead. idea what her name was, but you had her. You had a couple other people who were upper echelon, but when you think about politics, specifically in this case, a lot of it's not really. Oh, Shola. Yes. Yes. She had, she had the fire no. outfit, though. We can't even lie to <laughs> Definitely. She did. That drone was lit. But when you think about politics wise, that was more as I, I'm going to keep stating this and keep uh, hammering this in, this point in. That was for the benefit of people who are already in a better state. They were times and places where they tried to do something for the good of people. It's kind of like having Congress. But in this case, most of them weren't tainted with, oh, okay, I'm on this side and that side. It was only like six or seven people in that room making decisions. But unfortunately, most of the people who um, got affected by these decisions were, again, as I'm going to keep saying, the less fortunate. So in my opinion, the council is good to an extent, but they didn't really bring any, any balance overall besides some sort of technological advances and some good for the people who are already well off. So. Hmm. That's that's my thoughts on it. But Hex Tech specifically was dope. I love that little gem. I love the little thing. I can't remember what it's called. Hex Core, the little uh, triangle thing that was powered. That yeah. was dope. That was fire. That was definitely dope. So 
You know how that goes. So did Jace deserve a seat on the council and why? Not at all. <laughs> Jace, I, I like Jace in the beginning because he was he had a vision because of his situation, what happened with him um, and the person that he met in his situation, which I thought was, again, another fire flash. They got some good flashbacks, man. Like, so I'm 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 I'm. Hopeful that the flashbacks for certain other characters will be good, mm-hmm. but the, the 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 but as of as of now, the flashbacks that they've done is, is really nice. They commentated them very well. The characters themselves who were having the flashbacks did their commentate uh, either comment comment commentated or didn't, but it was great. But for Jace himself, he just was too. Um, he was a he was a uh, he was a he was he, he had a vision, but he didn't understand politics. And he, because he was just on a path of, of discovery and he wanted to experiment, he wanted to really find things. He had good intentions until he got blocked, but he didn't, he didn't know how to articulate himself or even his, his point, his perspective on how to make these changes to help the people that he wanted to help. And then he really was just thrown on the, on the council as a, as a puppet, uh, but a, a puppet that because he's the one that, that, that created this hex tech, um, people wanted to listen to him because he had influence, but he didn't understand influence. And I love in the show how they showed how politics are was way beyond him. And it's not that he wasn't a politician uh, naturally because he 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 was speaking from the heart, which one thing I did like about his character, he wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't that he was lying. And I and I respected that he didn't lie. The problem was is that he didn't know how deep the rabbit hole got when it came to politics, especially right. the people on the council because the people on the council were not. They were not for the betterment of of the city as a whole. They were for the betterment of themselves and to keep power and to make sure that which one thing I do want season two to do or season three. I wanted to show the world outside of that city because they're Mm. dealing with people on in trade and things of that nature outside the city. And Chase had no idea. He's a dude. Again, he's an engineer. He comes from an engineering class family. And they were and they were still he still had to get because they had no money. He had to get sponsorship so that he could even go to the university and and he had to get sponsorship to live there because again back to his situation that happened that i want to spoil alert anybody but he literally had to it was not through his own uh grit and grind uh it was through someone else's um charity and again everybody needs help so not knocking him for that but the reality is is because he saw a world where he was very subservient and when he got into power it was like i want to keep i want to keep this the what i have now i've never had it before so i want to i want to keep that and i want to protect that but not understanding how the whole world around you works so mm. he, de- he definitely didn't deserve any seat on the council whatsoever he needed he needed a good another he needed a good uh with hd he needed probably another uh, 10 to 20 years with him of of, yes. com- of a debate and then also yes. pushing for his ideals so that he could grow and strengthen into looking at things on the uh you know the right I mean, it's the it's the your side my side and the truth and he was only on his side and that was mm. it mm. okay well i'll say this um jace definitely i'm gonna say he did deserve a seat on the council and the only reason why i'm agree to that is his intelligence allowed him to outthink even uh hermdinger and to an extent to say you know what your time is what it is. It's time for me to slide in here. They had already voted for him, but the fact that he did what he did. Mm-hmm. Now, 
as you stated, he had to get sponsorships, a.k.a. kind of like a scholarship to go to this, mm -hmm. this uh, prestigious school, et cetera, et cetera, even though he came from a family of engineers. But as far as a politician wise, he did not have the know-how, the, uh, the, the navigational skills to, you know, deal with these people who are of money and influence and power. And he got kind of showed the ropes by Mel, who was, a you know, I'm going to say a natural politician herself, which he came from. Let's just keep it a hundred, like a warrior crash. Bro, her mom. Man, you know, I can't wait else. to talk about her. Yeah, her mom was something else. So when you looked at that and you noticed how he was able to talk to these people and make you know deals and and as I'm gonna say, bust some moves to do a couple things, he was able to uh, transition and be someone of uh, importance on that council. But at the same time, the same thing I'm gonna say about Victor Jace kind of lost himself in that tunnel vision of what he was doing his aspirations to make this city just so great so good but he lost track of and lost sight of everybody else around him. he forgot where he came from he forgot his humble beginnings and now he's up here and everybody else is down here and he realized that again once he went down there and he had to deal with you know uh vi and they, she's helping him out do some things down there and and i'm gonna say the hood he was in the hood doing what he had to do down there with that big hammer and stuff but he to get to my point he lost himself and by the time i feel like he might have gained a little bit of knowledge on what to do and he really didn't it's about too late it's about too late on there and we're gonna have to find out on the next season what happens with this transition but overall i'm gonna say he did deserve a seat on the council because the the, the young man was very smart very talented mm -hmm. and had a natural kind of uh leadership ability inside of him that it, you don't have to kiss butt or be born into the right family to kind of make transitions to make um, moves or, or or make boundaries and, and jumps in your life. And he was the person that did that. All right. So do you think Silco was truly evil? Man, Silco was a beast, man. Like, I mean, but it wasn't he it wasn't even him, honestly, like. It, uh, the person, like I said, that I like more than Silco, who was actually the one really driving the story, but nobody gave, nobody would, he wasn't seen as the antagonist, I guess, is going to yes. be Singh. Singh was the, he was the mastermind, bro. Like, Silco would just had ambition to not be seen as less than, he wanted to show the dark side of the uh, topsiders, you know? Mm. And, and so, was he a villain? Like, no, nah, he wasn't a villain in that sense. I mean, like they showed him as the antagonist, but honestly, he was he was influential because he what he went through on the first war that they that they showed. Um, it was kind of like, OK, cool. But like Singh was more way more. He was I like Singh more. And I know we're talking about Silco, but Silco was just kind of like, yeah, it's cool. Like you have people around you. The people around you made you who you were because Silco really man, he could be ended with the quickness like by, by anybody like that's just facts like he could have been ended by anybody and it was just people around him that made him dangerous or made him influential besides that yeah. he, I mean he's just like any other person to be honest he had ambition and that's what I I do like the amb ambition and he know how to strategize a plan but reality is is he thought he had certain people under control but he didn't just people like what he said and one they had their own ambition so they mm. followed him and i love the fact that because they had their own ambition it was never anybody in his circle that he actually trusted facts you know so crazy with that um without his his 
sidekick or his right hand, yeah. he would have been dead a long time ago. Oh, and man. in my opinion, I'm going to say this before I, before I go any further. I'm going to answer the question. No, I don't believe he was truly evil. And the reason why is he had a love that you'll find out later on for Jinx that I didn't think he had. Mm. Um, and, and that was displayed. And, you know, when that first happened, I think their first interaction with each other where she, he was kind of forced to deal with her mm. um, softened him up a little bit. But if you even backtrack a little bit to his his uh, background uh, of, of what, what happened prior, his backstory, he seemed like a good guy. Yep. He, get, he got backstabbed and that kind of gave him a little bit of uh, vengeance and stuff he was trying to do later on, get some get back on who he wanted to get get back at. That's but a fact. Overall, I think he was a, a pretty decent person. He had he had the right ideas, as you said. He had ambition, just some bad influences, some bad experiences that made him do what he wanted to do. But at the mm. same time, we're talking about the lens of what we consider good or who is um, the the protagonist in the story, which would be all the people of Hillcover who have all that paper and stuff, the top siders who have money. So mm. he's the bad guy to them, right? But in reality. Mm. He's only trying to do something, as you said. He's trying to expose them for who they really are. He's trying to show the world what's going on and at the same time make the whole world an even playing field by exposing what, what he needed to expose. So I think he was a very dope character. And having those people around him, which is, happens a lot of times, if you ever pay attention to history, <laughs> there's a guy right now. Matter of fact, I know everybody knows Suge Knight. If you know Suge Knight, the stories you hear about him, he wasn't that guy doing what he was doing. It was the people <laughs> around him that was the influence Let's, that made come him on, man. Let's scary talk about and it. stuff like that. So when you talk about Silco, Silco is that same sort of person. He had the right yeah. people around him to make moves to uh, intimidate and do what he had to do to exactly. get his point across. So I like Silco, and I don't think he was evil at all. I think he just what? had great ambition, and he had a few bad experiences that made him want to do what he had to do. The character that was more again, Silco to me was just eh, the person that I liked the most that didn't I know is Singh. Singh did not get enough camera time, and when he did, he was a beast. <laughs> facts. Hands down. Facts. Straight facts. Okay. What do you think was Vi's source of strength? Mm. Just to really to It'd be to say, uh, fuck you to everybody, <laughs> everybody. Like, that's what I like about Vibe. I was like, nah, I'm about to use these fists and I'm about to whoop your ass. Okay. Mm. And you go, and you go, and not only that, but it was just like, like, just in her situation, um, it just was like, I, I saw it firsthand and I'm left with this. And like, nah, that ain't gonna fly. Like, it just Back. ain't gonna fly. That it was just her. It was just her willingness to, uh, not even willingness, it was her understanding that, and really without her saying it, at least in my opinion, is that power rules all. And the only way you're going to be respected or the only way you're going to get that power is if somebody in front of you who may or may not be abusing it or somebody in front of you who's using it the way that you don't want to use and it's affecting you in a negative way, you got to go take it. Like mm. point blank period. And that's just how she was. She had a lot of, and her complexity was not overly complex. It was just very, it was to me, it was even like very simple. As hers. Like she had, she had feelings to where she was, she had, she had the, um, she had empathy and sympathy for people. At the same time, she was like, she know where that empathy and sympathy could get you in the slums. <laughs> it gets yeah. you got, it gets yeah. dead. 
And it's not even about the people in the slums. It could have been the topsiders who was coming to have a good time. And then they just and then they just X you out because you saw them having a good time. Mm. So shout out to shout out to V and shout out to the fist because that's what she was. Yeah. Vi was a beast. <laughs> she was a straight beast. I'm talking about her hands was crazy. Hand just, game was bar none. <laughs> yo, it, it was nuts, man. But I'm going to say she drew all her source of strength from first off. And this is not a spoiler alert. <laughs> the intro. Yeah. Oh, no, that's know. A fact. Are we on the same parents, parents gone. So she's raising her sister and she has a group of friends that she's riding with. And they all from the slums. They all from the undercity. Right. So she is doing what she has to do to survive. And that is learning how to fight, learning how to defend for herself, mm-hmm. watching out for her younger sister and making sure that they have enough to either eat or survive day by day. Mm-hmm. And she was a very, very, um, in my opinion, complex character mm-hmm. because as tough as she was, she had a soft spot. And that soft spot was powder, a.k.a. Jinx. So watching her grow and develop as a child, you know, young, young teen, I'm going to say to pretty much an adult, young adult was just very, very interesting. And I really would like to see more of their backstory, hopefully in season two. And if it goes right, maybe even season three, she was crazy, man. She just had herself well put together. She had a very great teacher who taught her how to kind of tuck things inside and do what you have to do yeah vander was vander was nice with it because you know what he was doing and i ain't gonna say much on that i'll let people watch that yeah we gotta let you you gotta go see this arcane you gotta watch it you're doing yourself a disservice and that's a fact that's a fact uh so vi was definitely that person and you know just watching the relationships that she had even with that little team she had when she was younger was crazy and she was always like a natural born leader so we knew where her source of strength came from. And I just, like I said, I really like and enjoy watching her grow and watching how she was able to pretty much overcome anything. I don't care what it was. She was like, you know what? There's another day. I got another chance. And you know what? We're going to have round two of whoever I got an issue with. That was what I like. <laughs> round two. You might have got me. You might have got one, but you want to come on, bro. Let's, let's get it. She like, right. let's go back. We got to run this back. Run it back. Multiple times. She did not care. All right. So here's here's one of my favorite questions. In your opinion, who did Jinx remind you of? Mm, yeah, I, I couldn't. I mean, as far as in the show or just in just general? In general, if you could think of any character, any character, I don't care what it is in the world, just who does she remind you of? I can't. I couldn't. I can't name it all the time of my head. I mean, I, I guess any, any scientist really, man, like, I mean, if you're a Star Trek fan, like, you got I'm trying to think who's like a scientist. Uh, what's the dude's name? Um, ah, man, I can't believe I forgot his name. Uh, Lieutenant uh, uh, Lieutenant Bard or something like that. The dude uh, in Star Trek. I got it. I can't. Talking about Next Generation. Yeah, Next Generation. I forgot the one that the one that you you didn't think was gonna be on the show very long, but he stayed on. Uh, he had even an episode where he got hooked up to the uh, the. So he got some. Um, he got the uh, he got the alien from another from way across. I've never the... finished Next Generation. Oh, you gotta I, finish, I, man. Yeah, I, I have to I finish. Lieutenant, finish. Lieutenant uh, Barton or something like that. Yeah, that's who, that's who Jinx remind me of, of. Just someone who constantly had this gift for just like not just engineering, science, all this stuff. It was more so engineering. Yeah, and it was just like man, the thing was it was just beautiful because she was constantly learning. 
like constantly wanting to do better, constantly updating her, 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 her gadgets. It was something that I just, I, I mean, I can't really pinpoint exactly who she could, so I can get to the audience who are the community, who she would really remind me of, but she just reminded me of a scientist or engineer that wants to push it to the level and make things perfected. Always want to make it better. Like have multiple, she had her favorites, but then she had multiple other inventions that were just either working or subpar that just was like, okay, how do I make this better? So mm. that's all I'm gonna go with that. I, I got one. Suds would be pissed off she ain't here for this one. And I'm gonna tell you why. Jinx reminded me 100% of Joker, specifically the Heath Ledger version. And the reason why she really? had that, that psychotic sort of crazy thing going on where, and, and, you know, he wasn't really doing all the talking to himself and different little things, speaking to different voices in his head, right. but he was just very psychotic, very, um, that's what I'm looking for, uh, uh, erratic and things. She was all over the place with stuff. Mm. Very, very intelligent as far as their creation and her, um, invention aspect she was able to do a whole lot of things to create stuff um and with joker if you know his real story we don't know who he is right as far as batman we don't know who he really is but you understand his iq is off the charts as well as his aptitude in physics and science and stuff like that so that's jinx right but she also has that crazy side which you've seen later on in there and man <laughs> it just blew my mind watching her she was she was the star of the show to me everybody no, definitely. Else kinda, oh, you know that. Whatever yeah. Jinx was the star of the show, she Hands was just down. on yeah. point with it to watch her grow from a, a little girl, you know, that they everybody thought was helpless and stuff to this person that was pretty much the average person. There were people who knew about her, they knew, like, if you know, you know, they like, oh, shoot, we want to stay away from her. That's she with that boy right there. We ain't messing with her. It wasn't even it wasn't even him. It was her. You know what I mean? Like, man, we got to get away from her. Like, exactly. When, when they first showed that transition of her. Yes. Um, later on, when they, when that little fight scene happened, and I was yes. like, oh, so they show that it messed me up, man. And I was hooked from then on. But I kind of figured that's what happened based upon her intelligence and stuff. And then mm -hmm. who she linked up with after, you know, she separated from the people she was originally with. Yeah, so right, it just man. was crazy, man. Just watching that that transition to her. Yeah. Telling you, bar none, one of the best. This is the win for 2021 for Netflix, man. Hands down. I mean, yeah, I like The Witcher and all that, but like, and I like In Dada Dragon's Blood, like, you know, that's the show that I enjoy. But this right here, man, like, you can watch this over and over and like not be disappointed on, on the season and catch probably a couple of things that you missed from the first watch. So, mm. shout out, you know, shout out for sure. Facts. So, did the council make the right decision? You talking about at the end. Uh, yeah, they made the right decision at the end. They just, I mean, <laughs> I got no spoiler alert, but um, no, the, the, I think that again, the conversation this is back to Jance and his whole his growth. Again, he gets he gets to see the world for what it is and not just in this bubble. And I think the topsiders had this bubble, but the mm -hmm. council, what the council is realizing is like, oh, 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 we, we, we put. I mean, it's it's very simple to me. You cage someone or something and then you expand the cage little by little you make them work you throw them back in the cage you make them work you throw them back in the cage you give them tools so that they can work and they start and because you keep throwing them back in the cage they start to take those tools and when they take those tools they're trying to figure out a way to get out and then after they figure out a way to get out they're thinking about all the times that you have abused them use them and they're like how do i get even how do i get back at you and it's going to take time 
And so as that time was building and you again, to you as the uh, elite or you as the, the, the master or the one that's in control or you think you're in control of this locking this person or thing or entity in and out of a cage, you get you get comfortable. And I think what the council, what they realize in the show is that they thought things were just, oh, we can take care of it. We can just go end it. But if you end it, then you don't have a workforce. And if you yeah. have a workforce, not one of y'all going to lift a finger. You're going to have to find someone or something else to have a workforce. But as the show alluded to is that everything ain't sweet across that water. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, everything ain't sweet, sweet across that water. It's a lot of other factions that's coming for your head. So what do you do? And I think that the council made their choice after realizing like, oh, this is like, this could be in the life. Like they could really do what they, um, they could really create something where we can't hold it down. And that's yeah. the thing. We're, they were just too comfortable in their ivory tower to see what the real world is doing. So that's what I got to say about the council. And you know, it's funny. I told you, I'm gonna keep harping on this. The council was a traditional sort of politician thing where people are in this democracy and they're voting for what they think is right for the people, but it's really for their own self-interest, self-gain. So in this decision, first off, they made a mistake by getting rid of a specific person off there, which to me, that was the core of the council that kept like, you know, balance a cool head on everything. So that yep. was a mistake, number one. That's a uh, fact. Mistake number two is allowing yourself to kind of be manipulated by Jace. Jace was young. He had ambition. He was pretty much the... Um, uh, he reminds me of a specific character. I can't think of it right now. But he was the young person that had the young blood, fresh blood on the council. But all his decisions weren't the best. And you allowed yourself to think that, like you said, you can let this beast in and out. And, and at the same time, manipulate this technology to do whatever it is you're doing. But you can't control that because that power in there was so strong. So when they decided to vote on what they voted on, I was like, eh, so that wasn't a good thing. Now, I'm a throw a little side story out i want to know who these other people are throwing the outskirts including mel's mom because obviously she was there for a reason you know what she was there for you know what she wanted obviously there's something bigger going on behind the scenes that we are we're aware about but like you said they kind of alluded to some things happening in the future i would love to know all the details of that to see what's going on because from my eyes the council was really really they lacking right now and they about to get caught lacking, as you can see how it ended, for a lot of different reasons for what happened at the end. But also um, the people who are on the outskirts that are not in that ivory tower that are across seas over here or in this uh, Zeppelin living over here in this area. They're coming for what they want and they're going to get it. Y'all just happen to be sitting up there making decisions. But you don't realize there's other people that will come in there and take what they want from you without making a vote on anything. They're coming in this mind. Like Tupac said on, on one of his old interviews, first joint, you sing, all right, yeah, yeah, let me in, let me in. And then second time, you're like, yeah, it's getting hot, I want to get in. And then third time, you're like, look, I'm kicking in the door. This is what's going on. I'm taking what I want. That's what's about to happen with the council. And they don't realize it. So they made a terrible like, decision. Terrible, terrible decision. Like Chance Rapper said, one more label try to stop me. It's going to be some red <laughs> in the lobby. Ooh, ooh. You know, facts. No problems with I mean, that's exactly fact. Now, <laughs> who had the most interesting relationships in the series? Oh, the series? Yes. Man, that's, that's, um, and it's personal preference. It's personal no, no, preference. I got you. I just, it's just hard. I think that 
who had the most interesting relationships that I think were too subtle that people probably when you watch this series, watch the series of Arcane, you're going to be like just throw away is Garrison and Vander. I think Garrison mm. and Vander because Garrison as an officer, she I think she actually did come from the slums. So it was like it was just it, I like their relationship because that relationship was attempting to keep balance. So by wanting to keep balance, they understood what they understood what war was, they understood what loss was, and they understood that the people on both sides, either in the slums, the people that, that ran the slums and the people that ran topside, they didn't care about nobody else except for the profit that they can make and live the life that they wanted to live. So I think that for me, that was the most interesting uh, relationship because they knew that they were attempting to balance it. And, and again, Garrison had to talk to Vander about certain things to get him to be like, yeah, that 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 makes sense versus like I need to knuckle up, you know what I mean? And it was yeah, it just was it was good in that sense to me. So that's that's my relationship that I thought was the most interesting that people are thinking too subtle or just throw away. Mm-hmm. I actually liked and it was kind of right in your face. Um, the relationship between you know who Jinx and you know who. Um, and number two, but that's actually not number two, is the relationship between uh the 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 guy who um the Asian looking guy who had a little kid who was pretty much working for the, the opposition, one of the enforcers that was working for the opposition, he was working for the ops and just watching that story develop. And then at the end, you pretty much did become exactly what you, you were supposed to become person said, Hey, take this. Yeah. You, you, you got heart, but pull, pull that, uh, pull that trigger right there, pull the trigger. And in the end, you end up getting the trigger pulled on you anyways. You know, so watching that enter that relationship happen was dope. I really, really, really liked the relationship between um, Jace and Mel. I like that joint. The only thing I didn't like, was I, those, I, you know, I didn't like that joint. You did? Uh, it's it, because it was a sister and a white guy. Nah, I just, I just, I mean, it wasn't really like because uh, she was schooling him. Let's keep it on. Yeah, no, no. I mean, she, she, she was. I just think that again, it was always about positioning the pieces on the chessboard to work for what Mel wanted. And Jace, although Mel is beautiful and, and, and um, she exudes confidence and she made, she kind of bends the council to the wind because she knows people's uh, intellect and where they are and how to manipulate yeah. the situation and yeah. utilize that to our advantage, which again, shout out to Mel. I just think that that relationship was, it was very one-sided, you know what I mean? Mm. And like, although towards the end, uh, you see certain things that may come out as different. Reality is, is that it was what it was. And the only reason why that changed is because what was going on in the slums. Okay. Okay. I like that. I, I definitely like that. I can't say hundred percent agree, but I like that answer. <laughs> now. <laughs> hey, yeah. I appreciate now, that. We're fine. You know, hold you down, brother. Hold you down. You already know what it is. Now let's get your thoughts on the end. And it's our last question for the night. What's your All thoughts right. on the end? You know, without giving spoilers, obviously. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was a great cliffhanger. Uh, can't wait to see what happens in season two. I don't think that um, what happened will be what you think the outcome would be, uh, of course, because, again, that would just kind of end the series. Right. It wouldn't keep it wouldn't keep the series going. Uh, but I do hope that they do push it in a way that where characters who you think from the end should or should not be in season two. Uh, it's a flip. So the characters that you enjoy or think sh mm -hmm. uh, should be in season two from this from the ending actually don't show up. And then it just puts everything more into chaos. Man, you know, I love watching a show 
for a whole bunch of chaos, man. Like, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why you like The Witcher. That's right. I love The Witcher, man. It's straight, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, there is no good guy, bad guy, you know? And I think no, for, it's not. And I think for um, this this ending, I would love for the people uh, and, the, and the, the people or the groups that I think will make it, I don't want them to make it. So it makes it even more intriguing. It makes it harder for the writers to actually show their chops. And I think, I hope they do it, but I know they're probably not because, again, everybody already, if you watch Arcane, and I, again, I keep saying as you got to watch it, you're going to really be rooting for certain characters to, to, to live or die or not be there or be there or want more. And I just hope it just flips people on the edge, just like the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. Like, facts. <laughs> Great <laughs> reference. It, yeah, I hope it does. Great man. reference. I hope it does. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I'm looking forward to... I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to lose some people based upon how it ended. And gotcha. Some of them we about to lose. But I think that the most pivotal characters there will still be around. Hmm. Um, and if that doesn't happen, like if we don't lose anybody, it's because somebody else comes in there and says, with something else that says, now nah, we're going to get this out the way. Hmm. I think that other person might come in there um, with some special ability and then be able to maneuver some things around where it won't happen. That's just my hmm. opinion. But at the same Which time, I think it would be trash if they did that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because we need to see some loss. Like we need oh, a reality, uh, those reality for these people living up in this council. We need fact. that. Get that gut check. Chaos Get going that gut on. check. <laughs> yeah. I need some chaos going on. I need a reality check for these people because right now they lost. They out of touch, man. And, and they've been living too good for way too long. But I also didn't expect for this person to come out and be doing what they're doing. Like, that transformation with this person after being injured and coming back and you was like, Ooh, okay. You really out there like that. And then, you know, how it ended definitely huge cliffhanger. Like, you know, I'm going to give another reference to game of Thrones, Jon Snow getting killed. Mm -hmm. If you haven't watched that. Well, uh, it's 20 years, years, man. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah. Facts. So he gets killed and you waiting on end. You're like, dang, what's going on? What's going to happen next season? I got to watch next season. That's that's what this did to you, and it did it, and it left you with some dope music. Ten years, my bad. Ten years. (laughs) So, this is an excellent series. We both recommend that everybody, if you have not watched it, you must watch this. It's something that I didn't see Rotten Tomatoes, but I believe Rotten Tomatoes gave it like ninety eight percent, something like that. It's fire, bro. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times they be off because that's other people's opinions on a lot of different things, but not nah, on point with this one. This was an excellent series and I really like to see more of it. I want to see backstories. I want to see side stories. I want to see Mel's mom's backstory. I want to Man, see come on, bro. That. Shout out. I got it. I had to get, I had to look her up and get her name, right? Um, uh, Ambiza, Ambiza, shout out to Ambiza, the queen. All right. Shout out to the queen. Hold Yo, she was something else. Like she have no care in the world. Yeah, but I love it. And I would love to see her backstory with Mel's father and see what happened with her brother. Uh, yeah. Even though they, we do know what happened to her brother, but I do want to see that backstory as well. And this other antagonist that is looming outside those waters. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely, man. Definitely a great show. I give it, I mean, I, I just give it two thumbs up and it's, it's, it, I have fun, man. I watched the whole thing one go. Like, oh, you binge that joint straight. I binge, I binge that joint. I, I remember uh, just so many things, episodes with Jinx and Echo, which we didn't really talk too much about. Echo, shout out to Echo. AKA uh, Lil Man. Yeah, Lil Man. <laughs> and, Lil Man was that boy too. Come on. Well, come on with his intelligence and just yes. him and, and the scene with him and, and him and Jinx. Uh 
and their and their uh, interactions with each other, like on man, the bridge. Oh man, come on! I don't want to get spoilers, man. I ain't trying to get spoilers. I'm just saying, classic, classic, man, classic, classic, classic. This show, and I'm not overhyping it. I'm telling y'all, y'all watch it. You're gonna be like, did not know 3D animation could do this, and I'm really having a great time. Like mm. it did not go above and beyond what you think. It was very straightforward. It was not complicated. Like the storyline was not complicated and it yeah. stuck to what it was. And that is why I think League of Legends, they know what they're doing. Netflix for season two, whoever's directing legal, I mean, Arcane League of Legends are just Arcane season two. Do not mess this up. Don't make it trash. Okay. Don't go above and beyond. Don't try to make it bigger and better. Just stick to the storyline and make sure that you tie in things correctly. Then, <laughs> then when you if you're doing the fight scenes, you can make the, make the fight scenes bigger and better. Just don't make them longer. Just make them concise, like you did. Like yeah. Keep, keep it keep it condensed, people. That's all we're gonna say. Keep Facts. it condensed. Facts. Well, with that being said, this is my last episode for the month. Come on, which is great. You know yeah. What I mean? Next month. Yeah, except for this, except for this Friday. Oh, we already know, you know, yeah. we already we got something planned for that. So uh, I just yeah. got dot dot dot. I got That's something right. He got that. something planned, Mr. Refine. Hold me, hold me down, Mr. Refine. Yeah, got something planned. We got some special guests. We don't have a specific topic. Oh, yeah, we got some times. special guests coming up here. Times. Good time, and, and I'm gonna say this: This is Black History Month, so that's gonna be a great start off to the month. <laughs> it's gonna be a great start off to what we like to do on the side so it's just it's gonna be a very good thing y'all yeah. gotta be here it's gonna be several people on here yeah several big names several yeah. people that we just make sure to make sure the logo shining make sure that the background fire you know what i mean you already it's, know what it is it's, yeah, gonna be, it's gonna be lit man it's gonna be a very good time um and and i can guarantee you dr Sell is gonna be here she's gonna want to be here for this one yeah. so hey. it's gonna go down man and you already know as you already know like, share, subscribe. You know what Come I'm on. saying? Leave some comments down there. Make sure y'all watch Arcane League of Legends. Come on, man. And as always, we'll see y'all next Friday, every Friday on Black Nerd Fridays, y'all. Cheers. Thank you. We out. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>